Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're reading today Matthew 4, verses 3 and 4. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, if you remember, uh, in chapter 4, verse 1, Matthew called the one who came to Jesus the devil. But now he's calling him the tempter. He changes his name from the devil to the tempter. That's an important theological point. The devil can only tempt. That is to say, he doesn't have any real power. Tempting is simply a twisting of the truth. Evil is a parasite, a perversion on what is good. As C.S. Lewis says, the people who do evil are usually seeking good things, pleasure, security, but they're seeking those things for deeply selfish and perverted reasons. And what is more, people who do this evil are not only seeking good things for perverted reasons, but they're using good gifts to seek them. Intelligence, charisma, fortitude, existence itself. So there's no such thing as pure evil that is equally counterbalanced to pure good. Good is what's real. Evil is only a deep, deep perversion and parasite on what is good. Which is surely why the tempter can't say anything original to Jesus. He doesn't have anything original to say. All he can do is tell what's real, and the thing that's most real are the good words of Israel's story. So he tells the father's story back to the son, but he tells it in such a way that something is off. He tells the right story, but with the wrong motives. He's right. The devil is right. It's a story where the son loves the father and desires to obey the father and delight in the good gifts of the father. But the devil doesn't love the father. The devil loves himself. So he tells the story in such a way that the intention is not for the son to learn to obey the father, which is a sign of love, but for the son to believe that he doesn't need the father as the devil believes. So if you're the son of God, turn the stones to bread. Now, there's huge biblical precedent for this. One, your father just gave you your identity as his beloved son. Two, good fathers want their children to eat, don't they? To live. You're the beloved son. You have this power. In just a little bit of time, you're going to feed 5,000 with this power. Use it to feed yourself. He would be fine with that, wouldn't he? See, so much of what the tempter says is true. It's so true, I can't even argue with it but it's off. You feel it. Something in it isn't right. And Jesus rightly does not debate Satan's interpretation of the story. He just tells it as well, but he tells the story in the right way. Man does not live on bread alone, he says, but on every word that comes from God. There is food much more necessary than bread. It is called obedience. It is called faithfulness. I am the Father's beloved Son, says Jesus, not because I have power to turn stones into bread, but because the Father has fed me with himself, with his words. 
he has told me I am his beloved son, that he is pleased in me, and that is enough. If he wanted to feed me, he could and he would. That my father doesn't turn stones into bread means that I am learning to feed on something else right now. I am entrusting my very life into his hands, for I cannot live outside of him. It's this, this, this particular episode and the first temptation of the three reminds me of something C.S. Lewis wrote one time. He says, the moment you have a self at all, there is a possibility of putting yourself first, wanting to be the center, wanting to be God in fact. That was the sin of Satan. And that was the sin he taught the human race. What Satan put into the heads of our remote ancestors was the idea that they could be like gods, could set up on their own as if they had created themselves, be their own masters, invent some sort of happiness for themselves outside God, apart from God. And out of that hopeless attempt has come nearly all that we call human history. Money, poverty, ambition, war, prostitution, classes, empire, slavery, racism. The long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other. That is why it is just no good asking God to make us happy in our own way. God cannot give us a happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. What's he saying? He's saying that the Father himself is happiness. The Father himself is peace. He's saying you can eat as much bread as you want, but you're still going to die unless you're feeding also and firstly on the Father himself. We feed on the Father alone. If we live, it is because God has willed us to live. If we cease to exist, it is because the Father has said it is so. Bread is a secondary source of food. And yes, good fathers want us to eat bread. And yes, our Father is good and he will feed us bread. But there are deeper sources of food than that which goes in our mouth, his words. And they go in our souls. And that means when the bread, and what I want you to read or hear when I say bread, is when the promotion doesn't come, when the relationship doesn't come, when the happiness doesn't come that you think you need to survive as Jesus needed bread in the desert to survive. We must trust that he himself, the Father himself, is in fact enough. And there must be a reason. And even if we don't feel like the Father is enough, even if we don't feel like his words are enough, he says they are. He says he is. And he is the author of the story of our existence. So I must assume he knows more than I do. And therefore say right back to the tempter, I don't live on bread alone or what I think I need to survive. I live out of a relationship with God. Jesus, we ask um, that you give us courage not to debate the tempter and to realize that the tempter can say nothing original and to choose as you did to forego the power that you have to forego the the natural conclusions that you would draw about if God is a good father why wouldn't he feed you 
to forego that and trust that he knows what he's doing. And it's for him to write the story and it's for us to obey. Give us courage to also say the same, to walk into the story that the Father is writing, to know that we feed on him alone. We feed on you alone, Jesus. Help us. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.